first of all, let me get this with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I'm not the man they think I am at home. No, no, no. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I can't, I can't catch my breath. I just, I'm down on one knee and I can't catch my breath. I mean, be brave, little man. I just, like, you got the, you got the playmate in the affair and you got the protest of the cops and you got Bolton's in as the, and the, and the NCAA. Don't forget about me. Oh, look, Kim Jong Un in the house, uh, everybody. We got to get him a brown paper bag to breathe in. Uh, uh, there's too many stories coming too fast. It's just no one man can handle it. Uh, uh, live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong Engage Communications Compound. And today, everybody, on a Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Proof that the show isn't scripted. You completely stole my bit. The general manager was going to be desperation for a slow news day. I, uh, I demand a day where we talk about America's favorite breeds used to be spaniels. Now they're retrievers. That sort of thing. I need it. You right. know, there's a bake shop in uh, Pocatello, Idaho, that makes a Bigfoot-shaped cake. I want one of those days. Please. Yeah. yeah, we need a day where it's uh, the the whole show is what the color of ca- your car says about your personality. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess our, our general manager today is probably John Bolton, the new national security advisor, who's going to lead us into a brave and glorious war with 11 different countries if you listen to MSNBC. Or if you listen to him when he was on Fox News, but that might have just been him being TV John Bolton. Right. As opposed to, yeah, we don't know. I'll tell you what. Uh, not as impactful, but I'm very excited about this new woman that's come forward with the uh, the affair with with uh, uh, Donald Trump. Not because I think it's a constitutional crisis or 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 anything that actually involves the government, but I think Melania is going to leave him over this. Oh one. boy! I oh think, no! Think, and you're excited by that? You like to see marriages crumbling? Uh, I'm no. heartbroken for those two kids. No, they but, tried their uh, best to make it work. Uh, it's going to be a pretty exciting news story to have a divo- a Trump divorce. If you ever followed any of those, and I did somewhat, I used to listen to Imus way back in the day, and I'd hear all that stuff on the news, you know. And because uh, his divorces are very exciting. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots yeah. of feeding information to the tabloids and that sort of stuff. Have one of those with the president in the White House. Let's keep this quiet and dignified, honey. Is uh, words that have never been spoken in the midst of a Trump divorce. I can't imagine uh, Melania putting up with this latest one because this is a whole different kettle of fish than banging a porn star just for sex. I don't know the two of them. I just I was rooting so hard for them. They got the age difference. He's a New Yorker. She's a uh, Romulan or whatever she is. And, uh, <laughs> but they got a kid together. And oh, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, no, that'd be awful. I hate that. You can't have any self-respect and put up with a different person he was having sex with after you just had Baron. 
But this one, he was telling he was everybody he was in love with, introduced him to the family and mm. friends. Her, yeah. Behind her back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 I don't know how any woman puts up with that. Yeah. That's pretty rough. Yeah. I you can play of, around, but don't humiliate me. That's the rule. I well, I, too late. I think a lot of women, not my wife, but I think a lot of women are with the, uh, you know, he, he had sex with a stripper or whatever. I don't know. He wants to have sex. Men do that. But it doesn't mean anything. But the... I'm in love with you, buying you things, taking you on trips. Mm. That's Introducing you to your sons? Right. That's Her, his sons? There are too many overt pronouns in this story. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. She did an interview with Anderson Cooper last night. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad right now. Start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. You know who the happiest man is this morning? Bill Clinton. Because he <laughs> can now look to Hillary and say, see, I wasn't that bad. Mm. 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 He was. Mm. Mm. He was bad. Um, When it comes mm. to that. Mm. There's mm. Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh, man. As the, the, the Jenga tower that is the White House cabinet, the, uh, the one piece got removed that uh, really... Uh, brings me to the point of okay, now now we're screwed. Was uh, was McMaster's? He was he was pretty much the only guy I liked in the entire cabinet, and now he's gone, and now I'm terrified. So here uh, we are. I, I I did like his presence. I did. I just heard a report where uh, Trump was bothered by the fact that the guy would never stop talking. He'd come into his office and just go on and on and on and on and on. And you you said the other day that that's kind of his rep. Yeah, his rep in the military is always on transmit. So wouldn't that be something that that his his point of view, his knowledge, all that stuff, absolutely top notch, absolutely what you want. I've watched his YouTube videos. He's fantastic, that McMaster. But maybe his personality is one of those people that just never freaking shuts up. And and (laughs) he just can't take it anymore. There can be two people who are faultless, who are not bad people, but they just don't mesh. Sure. It's possible that's the case. It's also possible that McMaster frequently disagreed with the president, and the way he pre- presented that disagreement was uh, off-putting to the egomaniac Trump. Yeah, We're going to talk about this a lot, but from a from a point-of-view standpoint, Bolton's the opposite of Trump. Trump ran on the, the Iraq war was for idiots. Getting involved in other countries is idiocy. I- idiocy. Bolton's a, the Iraq war is still a good idea. I want to get involved in every country. So, it, it, to call him a sycophant... As I've heard, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, no. So I don't no. know. I don't know how that's all going to work out. But anyway, more on that later. With smart, much, much more with smarter people than me. There's uh, Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, I got to tell you, with all the breaking news yesterday, and there was a lot of it. There was just one major headline at my house, and it was personal. Mm. For the last few weeks, guys, I have been keeping a secret, one that I can tell you about now. You know, I uh, I smoked for about 40 years, and I quit about eight years ago. And then uh, two, three weeks ago, I went uh, for my annual checkup. Okay. And the uh, doctor listened to my lungs and said, uh, you ever had a CAT scan for lung cancer? Oh, boy. And I went, uh, no, <clears throat> no, I have not. So anyway, on Wednesday this week, I went in and had the CAT scan, and I got home from work yesterday, and there was already a call from my doctor's office, call us back right away, at which point you go, okay. So I called him back, went through the phone tree and everything, and I finally got in touch with the nurse who called me, and she said, Marshall, you do not have any lung cancer. Wow. Excellent. Wow. You can't believe 
message. <laughs> you have a touch of bronchitis, and that's it. Oh my God! You got the bronchitis? So, I got the bronchitis. Here, 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 boy. There's a couple interesting things. As a guy who's had cancer, yep. my experience has been they only call you when it's bad news. Yes. If it's good news, they're too busy calling people with bad news to call right. you. They, if you don't get a call, that means it's almost certainly right. good news. Right. And remember that. And I that's mean, why I get the cat scan on Wednesday. When I get home, they'd already call me the next morning. To not say that on the message. There, there was a uh, a doctor the other day in the New York Times wrote a column. His mom just got cancer and is dying from cancer. And he said, I learned the most important lesson as a doctor. He said, I'm going to change the way I'm a doctor because of my mom's cancer. Mm. In that we don't give people the right information. Right. right. The only thing they care about. How many I've, times have you said I've that? I've said this over and over again. The thing they care about the most, we don't tell them. I don't understand how the medical community doesn't get. The only thing we want to know yes. is do we have cancer, and if we do, how long till we die? That's the only thing yep. we want to know. And they'll bounce around with, uh, well, we uh, we got to, we took a look at your heart rate, and uh, that's looking pretty good. And, and then at some point they'll say, and it appears you're cancer-free. So you, how do you people not get that? That's right. the only thing we want to know about. If you're If you're scanning us to see if we have cancer, we're spending every second of our lives waiting to find out if we yeah. do or not. How can you not know that? I don't know, but they don't. Yeah. They don't know oh, it. That's just astonishing. To yeah. leave a message, say, call us right away because you don't have lung cancer, is, a, a, to me, unconscionable. That makes you... You're, you're crazy to do that. Well, it's you're crazy. Un- is it just... It's a, such a depth of idiocy. I, you know, you say unconscionable, and I guess it is, but I mean, it's not like they gain anything from it. It's just stupidity. I think they just or, get or just blindness. They just get so sucked up into the bureaucracy paperwork of it, they, right. they completely lose track of what we're doing here. Call us right away. You're fine. Bye. Click. <laughs> it's well, like it's a prank. When you got scanned specifically to see if you got lung cancer. I mean, right. that would be troubling if you just went for a general checkup. To say calls right away. But if you specifically got scanned, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Medical community, learn this lesson. Doctors, when you walk into the little room where we're waiting, the only thing we're interested in, you have to lead with, yeah. do I have cancer or not? Because we're not going to hear a word you say otherwise, all right? Wow, that's amazing. Wow. Well, congratulations. Well, we're glad you don't have yeah. lung cancer, Marshall. Yes. Let's, let's yeah. not bury the lead. Congratulations the on news. the bronchitis. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I'll take the bronchitis well, any yeah. day. Yeah. Do, yeah. You have time time for Do you have time for that? Ah, That's good the question. God! <laughs> Lifetime smoker. There's something in your lungs. We need to x-ray you. We'll call you back in a couple of days. Call us right away. Right away. You're fine. <laughs> what? You a-holes. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, you flaming a-holes. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, you still got to see these people. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was Joe, not Marshall. I'll say it I to tell all you, of and them. If I ever come in, jab me with yeah. something I'll say sharp. it to all of you, including the people who worked on me. Understand what you're doing. Understand what people are feeling and what they want here. Spend a single second thinking about the other person, would you please? Wow. That is amazing. But anyway, congratulations on your bronchitis. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Is there a card for that? Somebody hit the Hallmark store. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, March 23rd, year 2018. We are setting you straight in 21-8. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we uh, approve of this program. All right. The avalanche of news. We will begin clawing our way through it, precisely according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. Democrats don't care about spending any of the time. Republicans seem to care about it when they're criticizing Democrats. But now that Republicans are in charge, Republicans are like, Katie, bar the door. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Boy, Rand Paul did a hell of a job tweeting uh, yesterday about the budget as he tried to read it before they voted on it. He's the conscience of the nation. He absolutely is. He's the conscience of that budget. And some of the particulars he pulled out of it are amazing. We'll get to that a little bit later. What are your other headlines, Marshall? Well, protests erupt in California's capital city demanding justice for an unarmed black man shot by police. Congress is approving what Senator Rand Paul is calling a terrible, rotten, no-good, budget-busting spending bill. Because it is. And how much your private info will sell for on the dark web. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Wow. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Ranges from philosophy to comments on your high school mascot that are not double entendres. Okay. Critics believe he was a beaver (laughs) in high school. Fighting beaver. The fighting beavers. No double entendres. Uh, Critics believe Trump is putting together a war cabinet. We'll discuss that with a variety of people coming up. Oh, goody. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. It's a legal thing. He's asked into it before. They can't legally leave the results on a phone message, so they have to say, call us. <sighs> Who wants to live in a world? Who wants to live in a world where you'd get sued for something because they left a message, but the message was garbled or something? This is why God gives us, ironically, the sweet, sweet gift of mortality. Because if you lived in a world before everybody was so effed up with this stuff it makes you insane yeah if you were born into it you think well yeah i get that's always been the way it is and so you can live with it <laughs> that's why god kills us off and hands the world off to young idiots who have, don't know any better how about this hey marshall uh doctor's office got some good news for you give us a call yeah what's wrong with that what's wrong with that i don't know i suppose because legally speaking it's not good news that i've had bronchitis i thought i had good news and then they told me i had bronchitis i need a million dollars right exactly emotional suffering loss of consortium stress anxiety man i hate the modern world i hate it so much (laughs) good morning no i'm not gonna blow anybody up or shoot anybody or anything like that because i'm uh i believe in nonviolence, and uh, frankly i'll just uh, drink myself into a contentment i'm not gonna hurt anybody (laughs) um but i tell you what who designed this world who I want a name. Human being. Oh, Alex Baldwin. Yeah, did he? I'm coming for you, Alex Baldwin. <laughs> Mailbag. Woohoo! Oh, 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 I'm so oh. sorry. Ah, John Bolton wouldn't make a mistake like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's right. We need to take a fun look back at the week that was first. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Top of the morning to you now. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning for you. This country can't be tough enough on Russia. They tried to interfere with the fundamentals of our democracy. And yeah. the uh, the Virginia Cavaliers, they just, uh, they're not taking it seriously. They, they don't, don't care. care. No, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. That's My fine. Is, uh, all right, either way. Yeah, that's so- It's a rare piece of good news for people who own multiple Snuggies. <laughs> but again, sorry about your free throw percentage. <laughs> They're sick and tired of a Republican truth, a Democrat truth, a Trump truth, an anti-Trump truth. We need the truth in a nonpartisan way. 
Well, folks, the Stormy Daniels story just won't go away. No matter how many photos of her bust line, Anderson Cooper slowly zooms in on every night. All right, there's lots of breaking news right now, including a tweet uh, that just came in from Stormy Daniels, uh, the uh, former porn star. Let's bring in our experts and discuss. Wolf Blitzer now goes by his porn name, Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> I don't remember Walter Cronkite prancing around in front of Margaret Thatcher. Take a look at that, Margaret. And that's, <laughs> and that's the way it is. And I said, no. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. This was a major breach of trust. And, and I'm really sorry that this happened. Oh, brother. And the, the week's not over. It's going to be twice as long by the end of today, Clips of the Week, because we... Play a new, refreshed version at uh, 9.04, generally. There were like eight great stories in there. Yeah, that's amazing. And there are eight more today. Mm. I'm telling you. Mailbag. You know, as long as we had that uh, Joe Biden clip toward the end, I'll lead with this. I'm reshuffling constantly, reordering mailbag to bring you the finest radio entertainment possible. Ben the Libertarian writes, I'm shocked that so many cheered when Biden said he would have fought Trump in high school. The idea of fighting someone suffering from a condition like heel spurs is such a bully idea. Kudos to Trump for saying he would fight back despite his adversity. I think that may be sarcasm. Did you see the Jake Tapper tweet that I retweeted last night? I don't think so. Jake Tapper tweeted, uh, talking about the Biden-Trump high school fight and who's tougher. He said, let's keep in mind that between the two of them, there are nine Vietnam deferments between asthma and bone spurs for Mm. these tough guys. Mm. And then he mentioned his uncle who served in Vietnam and a number of other wars and never talks about how tough he is to anyone. Ah, yes. Yes. Well, uh, as I've made clear a couple of times and and, uh, a bunch of you have shared this experience, I've known Navy SEALs. I've known Special Forces guys. I've known SWAT team members. I've known really, really tough guys. And you know how often they mention how tough they are? Never. Moving along. Love your show. The discussion, the ad libs, especially the manner in which all participate. Love the true libertarian populist viewpoints presented. Uh, Always quoting you guys. Do I owe you money? Absolutely not, Bob. Fag six years. P.S. I love the sarcasm, too. Thanks, Bob. There's so much negativity in the world. I thought I would share an example with you. Of someone taking a moment just to say something nice to someone else. Isn't that lovely? Isn't it? Yes, it Probably is. wants something. Probably does. Uh, Jack School. <laughs> Today, Jack said he was a beaver in high school. Yep. We were the beavers. Scott City High School fighting yes. beavers? Scott City beavers. And there was a, the head of a beaver up on the uh, on the wall. Oh, my so, God. Not a real one. And it said, I heart, I heart. And then that. Mm. And then people would mock us by saying, I heart the beaver heads, which is what it looked like. <laughs> Anyway, back to the note from uh, DJ. Today, Jack said he was a beaver in high school, and Joe said, I'll be damned. Maybe that was the school's battle cry. We are beavers, and you'll be damned. (laughs) See? A totally non-sexual beaver joke. How did nobody in high school think of that? How do we uh, how do we have no time? Because we were ran off at the mouth about the nine giant breaking news stories that are going on today. Uh, Let's see. We have time for this. You guys crack me up, writes Patty. You trash Facebook. Though you've never really used it, yet never hesitate to use Google, Amazon, Siri, or Alexa. There are spies everywhere. It's an excellent point. Mm. Can't even hardly live without using some of those things, though. Marshall's News on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
advocating for some sort of government policy that limits the amount of news per day. We need at least a 25% reduction in news per day that the government uh, gets involved in. We've reached our quota at, like, say, 9 in the morning, and then no more news for that day. Yeah, seven or eight stories is plenty for any country. Yeah, because we, we can't digest it all. Let's Two get... local stories per metropolitan region. Exactly. A couple of national stories, maybe a financial story, one sports story. That's all you get per day. Right. It's plenty. Yeah. Let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, this story is certainly uh, breaking and making headlines. President Trump now threatening to veto... <clears throat> Guy's got bronchitis, Excuse ladies me. and gentlemen. Poor guy's got bronchitis, but he's here Nobody at work. Nobody got time for that. Which is amazing. <laughs> President Trump threatening to veto the omnibus spending bill. In a tweet this morning, Trump said he is considering the veto because 800,000-plus DACA recipients have been totally abandoned by the Democrats. Not, oh. not even mentioned in the bill. And, Didn't see that coming. And in capital letters, the border wall, which is desperately needed for our national defense, is not fully funded. Do That's it! From veto the bill! That's awesome! That's <laughs> oh, awesome! You know what? I, I think I have a tweet the president might retweet. God, That would the, be the ultimate win, wouldn't it? It would be. That I'm going to work on it. You take over the show. That'd be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> there, there's, And we'll get into this later, yeah. but there's so much crap that gets stuffed into these omnibus bills that have nothing to do with the budget and spending because... They're so giant, they get passed. There's there's always, like, really important stuff in there. For instance, not shutting down the government, that right. sort of thing. And so people vote for them, and uh, they throw in all kinds of crap. Not to mention just both sides are looking at it like a, uh, like a Santa Claus list. Sure. Get yeah. to buy support. That's what government's all about. Taking money from some people, claiming it will go to a noble purpose, and using it to buy support. Along with the fact that it's 2,200 pages long, you yep. need a team of lawyers and, like, a month. And that's if you're doing nothing else in your life but this. You'd need a team of lawyers in a month to pour through this thing and decide what you're for and what you're against. Oh, yeah. And they give you, like, a dozen hours to look it over. Right. It's ridiculous. It's no way to run a country. The massive bill includes huge increases in both military and domestic spending, which earned it votes from both sides of the aisle. Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer saying... It's Republicans and Democrats uh, joining hands together to blow a hole in the debt. That's not Chuck Schumer. No, I know was, Chuck Schumer when I hear him. I mean, Chuck Schumer's old and Jewish. That what? was not old and Jewish. That was that was <laughs> young and, uh, uh, and b- b- broken-ribbed. <laughs> yes, hang on. Chuck Schumer. We burned the midnight oil and ended up with a bill that is really good for the American people. You lie in Saxa. And Paul Ryan did the same thing yesterday, yeah. by the way. Talking about how great it is for this and that. Okay, it might be great for this or that. Oh, right. But what about all the other crap that's in there? That was a man who had a receipt in his pocket for his soul, which has been sold. Conservatives protesting the bill. They're warning with the combined uh, tax cuts. It brings back trillion-dollar deficits. It's Republicans and Democrats joining hands together to blow a hole in the debt. There you go. Paul Ryan was a man standing in front of his wife, having spent $100,000 on hookers, cocaine, a used Maserati, because $100,000 wouldn't get you much of a Maserati, and and, and a $75 contribution to the kids' college fund. And he's standing there saying to his wife, vote for... For the college fund. Vote for our children's future, honey. That's exactly what Paul Ryan was doing. He was saying, vote for the military. Vote for a raise for our troops. Vote for this bill. So what is going on there? Because he's spent his whole life as a fiscal hawk. Is 
that him just realizing now that he's in leadership? This is all you can do in Washington D.C. This this I can be against it. All right. that will do is hurt me personally, politically. It will still pass. It, 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 there, right. just, there's nothing you can do about he it. He is admitting to himself there is no constituency for fiscal responsibility. The American people have moved beyond that. We are now cocaine addicts who have left our morals behind. Rand Paul's the, the lone voice. I right. went to Ted Cruz's Twitter feed to see what Ted Cruz, who, who went to Washington, D.C., to fight this very sort of thing, but he's in a a tougher-than-expected election, and all he did was talk about all the good stuff that's going to happen for Texas in this. Right. There you go. All the Congress people got a little gift for their district and for them. Protesters demanding justice after Sacramento, California police shot and killed an unarmed man last weekend. Demonstrations starting at City Hall. Marchers moving through downtown, shutting down Interstate 5 for a time, then forming a human chain around the arena, blocking fans trying to attend an NBA game between the Sacramento Kings and the Atlanta Hawks. All the while, protesters chanting the name of the man who got killed, Stephen Clark. At protests coming a day after videos and audio recordings were released related to the death of the 23-year-old man. We are protesting against injustice, against the murder of a young man, excessive force being used by the police. It was clearly not murder by any definition, but sensible discussion has no place anymore. It will do no one any good, speaking of things that have no constituency, uh, but we will still attempt it here on the Armstrong and Getty Show. It happens that the police gun down people that they shouldn't gun down. Yep. A, a guy was arrested in Minnesota just the other day for murder. Uh, it does happen. The fact that the mayor of Sacramento, who's the sort of guy who would love to lead one of these parades. Flaming liberal. Um, he, he would love to be in front of one of these parades, says he's not second-guessing the police on this one. So that, that means something to me, because he's way on that side of the argument, generally. Sure. And uh, the other big story from yesterday, National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster out. He has been replaced with former U.N. Ambassador John Bolton, a foreign policy hardliner, entering a White House facing facing key decisions on Iran and North Korea. Here's a question to me, and I I heard some of H.R. McMaster. He went on Fox last night, and he, he said all the right things. He sounded very reasonable in talking about what his job is. There, there are different ways to be the uh, national security advisor. Some of them are there to push a particular point of view. Some of them there are just to organize the meetings and implement the policies. And he says he's, he's more along that line. He's a lifetime bureaucrat. He understands how government works. He's been in it his entire life. Yeah. He says he can implement the policies and, and make the meetings run the right way. And I'm sorry, this is Bolton himself yeah. speaking? Yeah. Now, you know, whether he does that or not, who knows? Because he's, he's written recent op-ed pieces about why we can... Uh, why we can and should bomb North Korea. He right. was big time on on why the Iraq war was a good idea and stands by that decision, which obviously Hillary Clinton beat up Barack Obama and, and or, Donald Trump beat up Hillary Clinton right. and Barack Obama all day long over that vote. And Bolton still stands by it. Right, right. I, I will tell you this, and I have been uh, one of America's leading voices in saying, quit with, the, with your d- d- paranoia and your hand wringing and your chicken little over Donald Trump and what he's going to do foreign policy-wise. Would you stop it? You're acting like a bunch of little babies. Having said that, as I told my wife last night, I've long been saying, I really don't worry about what Donald Trump is going to do with Mattis and McMaster and, and Tillerson sure. there. 
Right. Well, two of them are gone now, right? <laughs> Replaced by some pretty hawkish guys. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a little concerned. I'm not a Bolton guy in terms of his foreign policy. He He's one of those people that believes it's America's job to go around the world and fix all the problems with our military, with our money and our soldiers. And yeah. I, I do not agree with that. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You know, there's this uh, perception among some people. I remember in my youth, the idea that uh, generals and majors, as one song put it, always want a war. Always want a war. In my experience, especially in uh, you know more recent times, people who understand the horrors of war are much less anxious to get into one than some you know desk jockey. So. McMaster was famously a guy who said, no, war is a very serious thing. We're not going to throw that around. Boy, Bolton talking about he knows how government works and how it can um, not implement policies if it wants to drag its feet. Right. He knows how that works and how to get around it. Mm -hmm. That might be why he's there. Wow, how interesting. I find it hard to believe he's going to convince Donald Trump that we ought to get involved in all these nations. But we'll see. We'll see. More on that later with smarter people, as I said. Well, we got a lot of texts about how doctors handle your uh, the, the big information they give you. Maybe we'll get to that at some point. God, we've got a new woman uh, with an affair on Donald Trump that I think is going to cause Milani to say, That's it! No more, Donald! <laughs> She's not allowed to do that from her, her uh, Red Sparrow contract. These oh, wife exchange program. Sean believes she's a plant. <laughs> no, no, I think he's got a wife exchange leasing program. And she she has very specific things that she can and cannot do not enough the contract. Mi- and there's not enough miles on her, so you can't get rid of her yet. Right, right. So they, yeah. they just got to wait it out, and then eventually he'll be able to trade her in. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Show. I saw that since Facebook's data breach, a lot of users have deleted their accounts, which is tough because now they come over to your house to show you pictures of the kids in person. And you're like, yeah, it's great. Life, life, life. Nobody wants that, do they? Or does everybody want that? Um, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, where we've got way too much news, way too much stuff to talk about. So and we've canceled uh, quite a bit of it. Pretend and, it doesn't exist. And the basketball tournament's still going on. There's no chance you have a bracket that it is anything close to right, because we have, for the first time ever, a 9 playing an 11 to get into the final four. Wow! A 9 playing 11. Never forget. From the arse end of the, uh, the bracket. Yeah, that's something. As Kansas State won yesterday, they're a nine. Oh, I get it. Nine eleven, never forget. Thanks, Sean. Well played. <laughs> Kansas State, a nine seed. Uh, they won in Loyola from Chicago. An eleven. They're the seed. Cinderella story, Jack. They got some old nun who roots for them. They would back be. to you. That's all I know. I heard that. Yeah, somewhere. number nine would be if a number eleven hadn't made it in. Also, so right. one of them is going to the final four. So there's no way you had that in your bracket. The Not final a four or the Elite Eight. They're in the Elite Eight. They, they, are, they all they won, yesterday. won yesterday to oh, move on to the Elite Eight. Yeah. This, Seriously? This is yeah. to get into the Final Four. No, stop it. A 9 versus 11's never happened before. Wow. So that's exciting. 
if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Never oh. would have happened back when the kids stayed in school. No. Stay in school, kids. Don't do drugs. <laughs> and don't do the NBA. That's the that's the Ramblers versus the Wildcat? Yeah. yeah well, okay. Who do you like in that? A Rambler versus a Wildcat. Because oh, you did choose the Wildcats over the Wildcats yesterday. Yeah, I got and that one right. right. I got you that right. one right. Uh, Nailed I did, another one. <laughs> I did have the Ramblers going down to a wolf pack. Um, but I fear I may have underestimated what exactly he has in his possessions in that handkerchief on the on the end of the stick. Right, right. Maybe he lit it on fire and, and frightened the wolves away. Right, like, or maybe he's got bear mace in there or something. Like, I don't know, but he seems mm-hmm. to be very well adept at handling beasts. Yeah, maybe he's like a murderous vagrant. So we're going to talk to Mike Lyons in about a half an hour, ask him what he thinks of uh, the change the National Security Advisor thing, and does that mean war with Iran and North Korea? Or oh, who knows God, that? I hope not. McMaster out, Bolton in. And we need to get into the story of the Playmate girl Yeah, claiming she and Trump were in love. That's a full-on affair, man. That's not just rubbing uglies, as some people with no tact say. Wow, 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 wow. I'd like to apologize for that. That's very coarse. Don't use that phrase. So, yeah, we'll, we'll touch. Well, she did a big giant interview on CNN, which is now completely humiliated itself. <laughs> well, it's a network for one thing. It's presidential pa- affairs now. It's page six. Yeah. If what? you're familiar with that, page six of the New York Post is cheesecake shots and gossip, that sort of well, thing. Which a lot of people like. I was into it last night. Anyway, from the text line, what if H.R. McMaster got let go because he's the leaker? He could be the leaker. I don't think that's why he got let go. But somebody that seems is. a little out of character, but what do I know? Um, we're, so, so Marshall was talking about uh, his situation, and um, we got on the conversation of, uh, like, if you get some test results with the doctor, or you get a test done and you're waiting for the results, and how they don't seem to understand the way we're waiting for it. Right. That sort of thing. And um, Like, you want to hear all of the reasoning that goes up to the conclusion. Well, we looked at your triglycerides and your factor B, and it seems that your factor B is about one-third of the uh, triangulist, and we're looking for something more between 40 and 50%. And five minutes later, they're going to tell you, yes, you have cancer or no, you have cancer. Well, based on my own personal experience, they won't mention that at all. You have to ask them. I had that happen many times. So is the tumor still there? No, no, it's gone. Okay, I didn't hear anything you said the last eight minutes, by the way, because I'm just waiting for you to tell me whether or not the tumor's gone. So, thanks for that. Um, they just don't, I don't know why they don't understand it. And then as far as leaving it on the voicemail, you get the messages of, you need to call us right away. And then you call them and say, everything is fine. <laughs> you know, having gone through in your mind how my kids are going to be without me and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, we got a whole bunch of people saying, hey, we healthcare professionals know it's stupid, but it's the privacy laws. It's against HIPAA law to leave results on a voicemail. Well, then we got to change it because that's stupid. That's just stupid. Somebody said that somewhere deep in the paperwork of your healthcare provider, there is an opt in thing where you can say it's okay to leave results on my voicemail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think maybe it ought to be the other way around because I'm guessing most of us are okay with that. Yeah, unless the kids sometimes pick up messages. You got teenagers, that sort of thing. Um,. Well, Which no, would but what, for... you, what you said is most people are okay with that. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, opt out, sure. Yeah. 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 After a routine mammogram last year, a nurse called me uh, and left a message saying, um, we need you to come in. We'd like to take a closer look at the mass. Mass? What mass? I have a mass? And then they called back to find out, oh, no, no, it was really nothing. 
Yeah, okay. But well, that'd be uncool. Yeah, I guess that's why. I don't know. I guess it's the... Is it the privacy thing, or are they afraid you'll misinterpret it? Anyway, leave me the message. Leave me the message. Everything's fine or everything's horrible. I thought a mammogram was when you send a telegram to your mama. Apparently not. That's a good old-timey joke right there. Oh, yeah. You even deliver hey, a mama. proper voice. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> of the More jokes to come after this commercial message. But anyway, so the phone message thing is a HIPAA regulation. The why they're in the office, they don't tell you without you asking them. That is inexplicable. So right, we'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Um, the HIPAA thing, I get, you don't want uh, people spreading around, Hey, I heard Jack's got herpes, you know, at the workplace or whatever. I get that, but (sighs) yeah, the the, the other, yeah, that's another part of the HIPAA thing that is weird to us. We've had a number of experiences around our workplace. Somebody you work with every day, maybe you've worked with them for decades. They can get really, really sick and you won't find out about it because nobody will tell you. Right. They're, they're just all of a sudden not gone. That seems weird. Yeah, Ellen won't be in for some time. Uh, Joan will be covering her uh, clients. So if you have any uh, questions, ask Joan. And that's all you hear. Yeah, so rather than us all, you know, let's let's, let's get a bouquet and send it to them or something like that. You just don't even know why Uh they're gone. Because of HIPAA regulations. Yeah. Well, another example of I think we went too far with something. That's what we we specialize in. I think especially in the United States of America, taking everything too far. You know, if I've got herpes, I'm not sure I want a bouquet of flowers. Okay. (laughs) Just like to deal with it quietly in my own way. But but thanks for sending him anyway. Ian Bremer, who's a friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, interesting guy. He tweeted yesterday, probably the biggest single day for geopolitical risk since he started following it 20 years ago. I would say that's a pretty good bet. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned trade war with China right. yet. Hello. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.